you Nightmare Nerds, and welcome to a very special episode of the Nightmare Network Podcast. Today we will be speaking with our first very special guest, a man who has through hard work and dedication somehow achieved my dream job of forcing strangers to listen to my Stephen King obsession for money. Today we will be welcoming Jamie Tinker, owner and operator of the Stephen King Tours of Maine LLC, to the show. Maine is often referred to as vacation land. Whether you're trekking through the epic and beautiful trails of Acadia National Park, gorging on lobster mac and cheese in Bar Harbor, or hitting up the breweries in the more modernly-minded Portland, the state is a hub for R&R activities. But if you're anything like me, and I'm sure there are some of you out there, you plan your trip two and a half hours up past Portland to spend your holidays in the city of Bangor, Maine, the home of Stephen King. However, us diehards know Bangor as a different name. One that we associate with a murderous, shape-shifting entity that frequently takes the shape of a clown and is only known by the two letters that terrify on sight. It. Stephen King took his home of Bangor and turned it into Derry in a multitude of different novels. And who can we trust to be our travel guide of the terrifying when we find ourselves in this neck of the woods? None other than Jamie Tinker. Stephen King Tours of Maine LLC will take you on an adventure throughout Derry, showcasing some of the famous landmarks from the books, movies, and TV shows. But it also gives you a fascinating look into the history of both Central Maine and the man behind the stories that keep us up at night. Let's all welcome Jamie Tinker to Nightmare Network. All right, so thank you everyone for joining us on the Nightmare Network podcast. Today we have Jamie Tinker from the SK Tours of Maine all the way up in Bangor. Thank you so much for joining us today, Jamie. It's such a pleasure to have you on the show. Oh, happy to be here. Thank you. All right, so let's jump right into us uh, into this. So the first thing I guess we're going to talk about, we'll keep it basic. How did the SK Tours of Maine get started? Walk us through that process. Wow. My father used to own a bookstore called Beck's Bookstore. And it ended up being a large Stephen King adventure. Steve kind of put us on the map as the largest Stephen King collectible bookseller there was. And large visiting groups would come visit Bangor. The first one was called the Schemers, the Stephen King emailers. It's a long time ago. Yeah. And they showed up one time and my dad rented like, like a, like a coach line bus or something, some big thing and gave them a tour of Bangor. And then he, he, he just kept doing that. He kept on occasion, a large group would show up sure. and he would give them a tour of Bangor. And then, you know, over 20 years, he did it so much that when he sold Bet's bookstore and that got relocated down to Connecticut, my dad started Bet's bookstores version of that tour as SK tours. Oh, okay. That was about 10 years ago. So so when when around do you think, like what year would you say you guys, that first tour happened with the schemers? When do you think that first started? Mm. Wow. (laughs) Wow. Um, I don't know. I mean, I was was probably overseas at the time in the Navy. So when that happened, I, I wouldn't know. But I know the schemers, man, they were there for big things. Like yeah. when um, Nightmares and Dreamscapes came out. Sure. When 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 that came out, the, the truck carrying the books flipped Oh, well, I, off the road. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember hearing the story. So the schemers were at Bangor ready to get the books. And they're like, let's go. And they <laughs> drove down there and unloaded that truck. 
I mean, they've been there for so much, and they're such a great bunch of people. Sure. Uh, but whenever that first tour was, I, I was not around. Yeah. And it's funny uh, that, that you kind of bring that up because I had a similar experience just recently. Uh, Stephen King's most recent release uh, later came out uh, earlier this year, and I had the uh, pre-order slipcase edition. It just showed up the other day, um, and, and I special ordered it from Hard Case Crime, and during the shipping process, they let me know that there was... Uh, I, I don't think a truck spilled, but they had uh, serious delays because of some shipping problems that were going on. So uh, it took me a few delayed months to get this book. So and it's it's still happening with the with these shipping things. I'm I'm sure it was so much more difficult, even you know, getting it all the way up there to Maine, even even if it is Steve's uh, you know home territory. So uh, how would you say that the tour has evolved over the years? Like, wh what was it like when it first started? I know uh, you, you just kind of took this over from your dad, and it's been a family business for, for you know, ever since its inception. But wh what's the evolution been for the tour? How has it, it grown? How has it changed? Uh, and, and what do you hope to do with it in the future? Well, I think it started, I mean, it started out, out, out of the family vehicle. Uh, Dad was, you know, Dad was just going to do some tours out of the family, like six person minivan or something. And, and he was just driving around with like the information in his head. Yeah. But like, I'm currently rereading every book in the order it was published and every book I read, I get something else for a tour. Yeah. I get more information and I think it's evolved, uh, as the vehicle changes, as new books come out, as new interviews surface, uh, you, you only have three hours. You can't get more than three hours. So it gets sharper. Yeah. It, it's, I mean, you just, you've got to cram as much as you can into those three hours. And you've got to try to, you know, also kind of switch it up a bit because people have taken this tour numerous times. <laughs> really? And I don't want to give the same boring tour. <laughs> what kind of people would they be, I wonder? Well, there's a guy named Mike who's uh, done it four times. Four times, and I have to break that record. Apparently there's a record of five, and now, it, now it's in five. It's in my radar. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> uh, so uh, Dad was giving the tour in a little family vehicle, you know, on occasion, and I don't think he understood what was going to happen. Yeah. Because now, like in 2019, we're doing 40 people a day. Yeah, that's insane. And, and we were turning people away. Most days we couldn't keep up. Uh, so as a vehicle changes, your route has to change. Yeah. And then what you can talk about. Uh, and my father's tour, my tour, and my mother's tour, they're all different. Yeah. So uh, we all have a different Steve meaning to us. Sure. We all have a first book. We have the first, that first Stephen King experience that got us. We've all got that, uh, that, that moment where Steve scared us. And it's different for all of us, just like it is for every other fan out there. Right. Uh, so it, it's evolved as it goes. As we meet more fans, we also learn new things from fans. Sure. Which, which excites us. You know, we love doing it. Sometimes my dad is even, he even does it backwards. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, he tries to do the tour backwards just to like keep it fresh, keep his brain going, and yeah. keep his brain fire. And, and I'm not, I'm not brave enough to do that. I, <laughs> I could do that. But every time I read a thing, and I see a thing I want to put in the tour, I have to choose what comes out. Yeah. And that's the as the tour 
changes, it just has to sharpen. I've got to get uh, as much good quality information as I can while it's still being something other than, you know, rote memorization and, sure. and basically a, a PowerPoint. Yeah. Has there been a difficult decision for you, one that sticks out in your head where you want to put something in, but you know you're going to have to take something out? Um, I have a lot of stuff about Hope Cemetery. Okay. And I've already taken a bunch out of Mount Hope Cemetery. Really? And uh, the next thing I'm going to have to take out of the Mount Hope Cemetery is the crypt. Oh, interesting. Because that's not King-related yeah. at all. It's just fun to talk about. Sure. And the other thing that's fun to talk about is the... Uh, the memorial to the men of the second main regiment in the Civil yes. War. Yes. Not king related at all. But I can't drive past it without seventeen people going, What's that? Yeah, yeah. So for I sure. can't not put it in. Uh so unfortunately there's so much king stuff in there that the next time something comes out, it's gotta come out of the cemetery. Yeah. Uh and I, and I don't want it to because I love I love being in that I, cemetery. I do I do love that experience. And actually my girlfriend, she, she I made her take it last year. Um, and, and at the time it, it was still in the winter. So we, we actually, we couldn't get out of the van. Uh, most of the stuff was still closed off. And she, she actually brought up to me this time how much she liked that. Like she liked getting out and walking through this beautiful garden cemetery, right. And seeing, seeing the gravestones. Um, so yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure that's a tough decision. Uh, which, which kind of brings me to another question I had written down. Um, like something I love about the tour and others who I've forced to go on the tour with me because they're not king nerds, uh, some, something they all say they really love, and they've all loved the tour, which I think is a great testament to you guys because you know they're, 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 some of them aren't even casual fans and they're still finding it very engaging. But something they've all loved about it is the history of Bangor that you keep in there, like the, like the, the memorial and uh, the crypt and things like that. And uh, I, I just kind of want, I guess I want to know how you balance that, right? Because there is some things in there, uh, you know, that aren't King-related, but but there are a lot of historical instances that are, right? Is there anything that you want to include that, that you know you can't because of it's not King or, or vice versa? You know, when I first started, you know, I couldn't start just giving the full tour. Sure. I couldn't. I wasn't ready. I ended up first starting doing step-on tours for large visiting co coach lines, and they're basically leaf peepers. Sure. They're coming up, they're looking at the leaves, they're going to Bar Harbor, they're having a lobster roll, they're driving home. <laughs> and they'll they'll stop by and to see me. And I'm the only tour business in Bangor at all. Right. I'm not just the only Stephen King show. I'm the only tour business at all. So I actually I started doing step on tours for a bus full of people who aren't King fans. Oh wow. Because when a step on when when a coach line of leaf peepers shows up. That's not a Stephen King tour. <laughs> right. So I had to start with piles and piles of Bangor history and Stephen King's charitable works of the sure. Stephen Tap of the King Foundation. Uh, and, you know, that's fun stuff. And Bangor has actually a surprising history associated with a guy named Harry Houdini. Oh, I don't know this one. No, because I don't yeah. have time or space and it's <laughs> not King related. Yeah. Um, and you're like, in the Bangor Police Department, they have, uh, you know, the Bangor Police Department has a 300,000 person following on Facebook. Wow. There's only 35,000 yeah. people in Bangor. It is amazing. And they've got a little li they've got a little museum with the Duck of Justice. Oh, wow. wow. Yeah. And it's, it's awesome, right? Yeah. And uh, Bangor is, I mean, it's, it's a very old city. 
and it's got a lot of stuff going on and a yeah. lot of great history. But I mean, I, I have to, if I, I can't tie something to Stephen King, I can't put it in. Yeah. And, you know, so I like to fit some things in, like in the tour, we drive past freezes. Freezes yeah. was the largest department store north of Boston for a long time. And uh, featured in in it, uh, it yeah. Featured in it. Rich Richie runs through it after when he's getting chased by uh, Henry Bowers and his gang. Exactly, exactly. And we drive past on the tour the Bangor House. Yeah, which was originally the in the book it would be the Dairy House. Sure. Um, and that was the largest uh, hotel north of Boston on the East Coast, and six presidents have stayed there. Yeah. But in my current version of the tour, I, I just can't. I can't get it all in at the turn. I can't get it all in. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it really comes down to a balance of, you know, how do you get some in, but also be able to get enough of it in so they hear a thing. So someone like you, you hear a thing. Yeah. And then you get enough of the story to be satisfied. Sure. I can't just say, there's a thing there. There's a thing there. There's a thing there. There's a thing there. I'm turning right. Yeah. You have to get enough of it in to see there's a thing and here's how it's important and we should appreciate it. Yeah. And and you don't get to do that as much as you'd like in only a three-hour tour. I could do an eight-hour tour of Bangor. I'm sure you could. Most people aren't signing up for that one. Yeah, right. I mean, I I probably would. If that ever comes on the table, you please let me know. Um, yeah, it, it, and I, I, it's funny you say that because the first time I ever took this tour, I took it with your dad. I think at that time you had not come back to Bangor. This was, this was uh, many years ago. And uh, he actually did tell me the story of the uh, the Bangor house. And so so even me, the casual, fa- you know, well, not the, or the, the casual goer, I should say, although it's becoming less casual the more I drive up there. It, it, I, I'm picking up these these different different things, and I think that's so fascinating. And uh, I, I'll say no offense to your dad, but I, I love your tour. I took your I took your tour uh, the last time I came as well, and uh, I felt like you nailed it. Like you had such a great you have such a good presence when you do it, and and it's a perfect balance of mostly King, but uh, you know you get that history aspect to it as well. Well, you also get a lot of people on the tour who are not King fans. Sure, they're in Bangor. They're curious. Yeah. So they're not King fans. I mean, I did a tour today, a private tour, six people, one fan. Wow. So I have to, I mean, I owe it to the other five people in the band for this to not suck. Sure. And I, I think you're so successful in that because, like I said, I, I, I'm fresh off the tour with you. We just took a tour two days ago, and uh, it was a nice private tour, and we, we brought my, my girlfriend's brother and his girlfriend, who are probably can't even be considered casual fans, but they really wanted the experience, and they had nothing but glowing things to say oh, once it was over. Nice. So, yeah, so... You're very forgiving. <laughs> no, yeah. they, they, they had a great time. So, so every tour is basically different based on the energy I'm getting from the group. Yeah. You know, and, and it's, you know, and when someone says they have a favorite book, I think in my head, can I fit that favorite book in here? Or can can I fit a line? Can I fit a thing here or there? Which, you know, makes every tour different and every tour exciting. I'm not just reading a script. Yeah. Because that's boring. I'm not going to do it backwards. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. Can you, uh, off the top of your head, could you... Give me so, like if someone were to give you not an it or a shining or something like an obscure reference, like what what what's 
what what do you can you think of something off the top of your head where you're like someone named this book it's not uh your typical favorite king book and you were able to give them something for it you know not a typical king book that people like you know the the one everyone just just treats poorly as Lizzie's story yeah <laughs> people just disrespect Lizzie's story i love Lizzie's story it's a great story it's yeah. steve's favorite book of his own that he's written his, his use of time in that book is 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 so good there are there there's this one instance where there's three converging stories going on at once and i, I remember reading that think like just being floored by his use of time but but we'll nerd out a little bit later please go on <laughs> but uh, like that—that's just—that's very rare for someone to say like they like that book, and yeah. it has nothing to do with Bangor. Yeah. But the correlation between uh, Lizzie and her late husband's life and Stephen Tabitha's life sure. are eerily similar. Right. So even though they don't take place anywhere in Bangor, I can still talk about my favorite pizza place, Pat's Pizza, which was mentioned in yeah. Lizzie's story. Yeah. I hung out. Uh, it's. And and you just have to find those connections. People sure. come here to be connected, and that's what I what I try to do. So when I get those, you know, rare like bizarre, this was my favorite. Um, a lot of people love Cujo. Yeah, great book. Yes, uh, absolutely loved it. Um, and I get a lot of the stand. Now the stand has no connection to Bangor, Maine at all. Right, none. But I can fit in some of the stand when I talk about when the stand was published and the decision between 523 and 400,000 sure. words, right. I can, I can find it. Um, so I do the best I can. It's very rare that I can't over three hours find a thing. Right. Yeah. But you know, I wish more people would read and understand Lee's story and they're going to be able to watch it on Apple TV next month. I can't wait. So, and you know, Julianne Moore's in it. So yeah, she's an amazing actress. And Steve wrote that entire screenplay himself. Yes. Yeah. So, you know, they've, they, he's got my attention. Yeah, and it's uh, it's actually, it, the whole thing, I believe, is directed by Pablo Lorraine, who is a really, really great filmmaker. He's not someone that comes to mind when you think King, and that's what makes me so excited to see it, right? It, so it's it's going to be I'm great. I'm very excited about it. I wish more people liked that book. I love it. I actually, uh, if people ask me what, like, if casual readers who aren't into horror want me to give them a Stephen King suggestion, I'll, I'll give them that one. Um, really? I, yeah. I, I, because you know what? If you don't like it, you're not going to like King. And, and I, 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 it's one of my personal favorites. So um, that's now, the, 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 the things I can't connect are the Dark Tower series. Yeah. There were a pile of Dark Tower fans, and I'm one of them. I love the Dark Tower. I love yeah. it from word one, sentence one. I yep. was there it didn't take oh, you three books to get there right i was there <laughs> oh you're talking to a dark tower nerd my friend <laughs> but i have no connection in the tour for to dark, the dark tower yeah so that's the one spot if you're going to say this if there's a spot that i i can't connect the dots it's an eight book sp spot right yeah you know what? You say that now, and I'm literally going to, in my head, go through every piece of Dark Tower knowledge possible and, and throw you a line. Be like, this is the no, one. The only it. one is when uh, Steve wrote himself into the book. Right, exactly. That's the only so, spot. Spoilers. And, and, you know, yeah, oh, yeah. Whoops. Sorry, you little spoiler alert. Uh, but I'm rereading every book in the order it's, being, it's been published. Yeah. But I'm doing the Dark Tower separately later. Yeah. So I can't. Like I have to read, I have to get back to that spot. Yeah. 
to see if I can spit it in the tour. And I'm sure. not getting back there anytime soon. Oh yeah, for, yeah, you got you got a long way to go, my I friend. I got a ways to go. <laughs> So uh, this was something that our, our uh, my, my my co-host who uh, is a bit in the background today wanted me to ask you: Do you have off the top of your head the craziest fan experience that you've ever had? Aside wow. from me, obviously, I, I can go a little crazy. But if the, if there's anything else you know off the top of your head, one Halloween, someone showed up in full new Pennywise costume. That's awesome. The whole thing. Yeah. The whole thing. The the, the ruffles, the yeah. mass, the thing. And he took the entire tour dressed entirely as Pennywise. That's, are, we t- are we talking Skarsgård Pennywise? Skarsgård Pennywise. Pennywise. Okay. Yeah. Whole cool. thing. The entire tour, Skarsgård Pennywise. It wasn't a private tour. <laughs> Everybody so was pre- everyone else on the bus <laughs> was kind of losing it. Oh, that's uh, awesome. You know what? Good for him. Yeah. Um, I had one person that got off there's a there's a storm drain where uh, where Pennywise meets a little boy named Georgie, right? And I had a customer get out once. She brought a yellow rain slicker with her. Wow! To put it on to be at that storm drain. That's awesome. Yeah, I love the de- love the dedication. Love it. So yeah, my my little ritual that I have, I showed you. I have this cemetery dance 25th anniversary edition. Uh, there's only 3,500 in existence, and every when you saw it, you were like, "That needs to be locked away in a safe." Yeah, and I'm like, "Don't bring it with you to Bangor." The only time it leaves the house is when I is when I go to Bangor because you know, I'm like, I you know, it, it has to be with me. It's the only time it leaves the house. I take very good care of it, but that's my little crazy fan experience. Yeah. So one time I, uh, yeah, I, I one time I had a, a young lady when the tour was over. I brought her straight to a tattoo parlor. Oh yeah. Because she wanted a red balloon and paper boat, the SS Georgie, tattooed uh, cool. on her. Yeah. Now, I don't have tattoos. I love tattoos. Yeah. But, man, that is a level of <laughs> – it's a level of fandom. And, you know, it's amazing how many people get to Steve's house. Yeah. And they break into tears. Yeah. I can believe it's, it. It's you – know, you know, for me, I mean, I drove – I walked past Steve's house every day to school. Right. You know, and I get very few people from Maine on the tour, and I get very few people from Bangor on the tour because he's not some big thing to us. Yeah. So when someone gets to the house and they've been waiting 10 years to get to the house, you know, that's really powerful for me. Yeah. Because it's not I'm sure. something that I grew up with. Yes. Yeah. He was normal. I went to middle school a year behind Joe. I mean, it's, yeah. it's not unique to us to see Steve's sure. house. I think that kind of is a good transition into my next question is. You know, what was it like growing up, quote unquote, in Bangor? And what was it like growing up, quote unquote, in Derry? Right. Because that's that's kind of how we see it. Uh, you know, people who aren't from there. So what, what was that like? Uh, you know, everyone in Bangor, if you've, if you've ever seen the movie Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon, <laughs> everyone in Hollywood is somehow connected to Kevin Bacon. Right. By six degrees. They knew a guy who knew a guy who did a thing. Everyone in Bangor is two degrees of Stephen King. Sure. The city of Bangor, everyone has met Steve, seen him, or spoken to him, or knows someone who did. Yeah. It's not six degrees. It's it's two. It's almost one. Yeah. And uh, one time I was doing a tour, and a guy at the at the corner store that we would know as the Red Apple stopped mm-hmm. the tour so he could tell us his Stephen King story. Oh, wow. 
<laughs> one time at the gas station, someone stopped the tour to tell us their Stephen King story. Yeah. One time at RM Flags, someone got on the bus to tell us <laughs> their Stephen King story. We all have that. So when it comes to growing up in Bangor, no one in Bangor, well, when I was a kid, yeah, you saw Steve every day because he could walk. Yeah. A lot. And everyone in Bangor saw Steve a lot. And if you were yeah. West Sider, you saw Steve every day. So Steve was a part of Bangor. Sure. And then he created this town called Derry in the book It. And then he showed me my town his way. Yeah. And he showed me kind of how terrifying the everyday yeah. walk could be. Yes. The standpipe, the bridge across, across the river, the Morlock, the 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 barrens, the he he the the canals. Yeah. So when you talk about Bangor, you just grow up in Steve's in Bangor and Bangor's in a couple books. Right. When you talk about dairy, it takes your town Bangor and just throws like a like a dark cloak over it and it's yeah. just a dark place. And then when you after you've read the book it and you walk those same streets, you're like, ooh, this was not a good choice. Yeah. <laughs> And it's, it's funny you bring that up because uh, I, I've said this a few times that I love the first, uh, I love the miniseries It. Um, I, I saw it when I was very little. Uh, I love the, the first movie. The second movie has parts that are great, Ed, but of, of the new ones, of course. But I've kind of come to terms that I'm never going to get the It movie that I love because visually when these filmmakers make it, they think clown, right? That's It's the scary clown. But to me, that's not the scary parts of the book. Is not the clowns. The real, true horror of that book is the town, right? It, it's, it's, it's what, yeah. So it's a, it's a dark place with a dark history. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, but then we see, then we see Derry again in Insomnia. Yeah, and then we see it again in Eleven Point Two Sixty Three. But in the book, it that was a very dark, you know, very rough. I mean. I mean, the river where the where the runaway runs into the creature of the Black Lagoon. Yeah. Uh, you know, where uh, it's, it's just all there. Yeah. And the other books aren't as aggressively dark as sure. it. Yeah. You know, in Insomnia, it was a story that happened in Derry. Right. And things happened in Derry. Sure. But in it, Derry was a dark place. It, there, it's not the same story. It's not the same stuff. Yep. And and Derry being a dark place, once you've read the book and you really start walking around, yeah, Steve shows you how his mind sees those things. Yeah, and where he sees terror in like the everyday. Yeah, and that's why that book absolutely blew my mind when I was a teenager. Yeah. So so I, I guess going along with this question. You, you you might not have been there for a, a, a part of this, but what was it like living in Bangor or being in Bangor as the Stephen King legend grew, right? Like 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 when he started with K Carrie, you know, we know the story. He he couldn't sell out those those first thirteen thousand pressings to the stand to it to the the mega hits of the eighties that really changed the the book game for for everybody. What was it like in that town experiencing that? It wasn't that different. Really? I mean, Steve always walked. People primarily left Steve alone. Steve was there. 
Yeah. Steve was on the radio on WZON. He was a, he was a, he, he, he was, you could hear him on the radio one night a week. You'd see him walking regularly. Um, but this didn't become a town of Stephen King. Steve right. was there. Sure. And you just saw him. You just, you just saw him. Like we had a guy once, he said, I used to, I used to uh, be a waiter at a restaurant called the Grand Round. And yep. Stephen King used to go there for dinner all the time. And he said, you'd always know which table was the king table. Because when you look, every head was in a book. <laughs> he goes, that's the one. Every, yeah. every head, every adult, every child is in a book waiting for food. Steve just unassumingly just lived his life. And yeah. this didn't become a town of Stephen King, which I think was the point, sure. really. Uh, so all these successes happened. And remember also, no movies were made in Maine. The movies weren't primarily made in Maine. These yeah. movies were all made other places. Some snippets and some shots would happen in Maine. But it wasn't until, you know, Pet Cemetery, the first one, right. that was made in Maine where it became a thing. Every now and then, people would become extras in a Stephen King movie. Sure. And like a kid in my English class my sophomore year was an extra in Graveyard Shift. My English teacher was a uh, an extra in Pet Cemetery. You know, there were chances to be extras. Yeah. But those came and went kind of quietly, honestly. Sure. And I th I think it really hasn't changed in terms of people in Bangor. Yeah. I mean, on, something on, outside of Bangor that went nuts. Yeah, yeah, which which is it's funny too because uh, when when I this is something I hear every tour I go on, you make sure to say it. But you know, what's your one rule of in uh, or you have two rules, right? What's your two rules? Two rules: leave yeah. Steve alone. Right. <laughs> That's the first one. Leave yeah. him alone. Right. Second one: never call Tabby Mrs. Stephen King. Yep. Those are it. Yeah. And if you do that, we're all going to get along yeah. just fine. <laughs> if you yeah. break either of those. You know, and I don't want to be the guy who bothers Stephen King. Yeah. I mean, I've had fans in the in the van, and I see Steve coming, and I lock the door. Yeah. So they can't get out of the van. Yeah. So Steve, because he's walking, he's got a pizza in his hand. Sure. Let him get into the house and have pizza. He, yeah, right. He's just trying to walk into the house. He doesn't need 15 rabid fans. Yeah. You know, I'm at his house. <laughs> I it's, try to yeah. <laughs> best give him a chance to get into it. It's, One time last year, there was like a five-year-old kid. I'm, I'm dealing with a five-year-old kid at the front of Steve's house. Yeah. And everyone else is looking at the guest house. Mm -hmm. I said, hey, kid, come here. Let me look at your camera. The kid comes over. And he, what the kid didn't know is Stephen King walked right behind him. <laughs> waved at me. Kept walking. Walked right behind all the people looking at Stephen King's guest house. Wow. And went, into his, went into his walking Oh, my gate. gosh. And nobody saw him. Wow. And I didn't say, hi, Steve. <laughs> right. Because right? I'd be rude, right? Yeah. I didn't go in, let him let him get the pizza before it gets cold. Right. And, and you know, so the world of Stephen King exploded everywhere but Bangor, Maine. Everywhere yeah. but Maine, honestly. Sure. But everywhere outside of Bangor, Maine, things went wild. Things in Bangor, other than his amazing contributions to the city, Sure. Um, we never became about Steve. Yeah. Which was, is strange. Yeah. But but like but 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 at the same time, like you, you said, you have all of these, you know, charitable contributions that he's doing. I know he had a very large effect 
uh, on the the Betts bookstore, right? You you had lots of signings there, and he he was you know helping out, and so so I, I guess it's not surprising, you know, you, you have this figure who's so good to the town. I guess the town wants to be good to him, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, so, but there were people when he put in a request to turn his house and his guest house into a retreat and a nonprofit. Yeah. There were people who said, well, what about the property tax? Okay. <laughs> well, which means they don't understand right. how taxes work. Right, exactly. Right? They yeah. don't understand how that works. But it, 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 Steve could have asked to turn his house into a Pennywise It-themed themed park. Right. It doesn't matter what he asked. We should have said yes. Yeah, right. yeah. But there were people who were like, well, what about all the property taxes? We need that money. It's like, well, you don't understand how taxes work. Yeah. And hasn't he given us enough? Yeah. It, it's something you talk about in, on your on your tour a lot is the different charitable contributions that uh, Steve has done. And, you know, he, he always said he never wanted anything, uh, you know, put in writing anywhere on anything that he had donated or built. So, I, you know, I don't want to talk about it to an extent on a public forum like this, but uh, it, it's really astounding what he's given to the community. So uh, it, 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 to me as a fan, it warms my heart to, to see that my, one of my heroes really is a hero, you know, and, and it, you, you hear sometimes like, don't meet your heroes. You'll always be disappointed. Yeah. They're drunks or they're womanizers or they won't sign autographs or blah, sure. blah, 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 blah. Anytime you can get in a room with any king, your time yeah. is not wasted. They are the absolute exception to that rule. Yeah. And there's so there's charitable work like I've heard of. I haven't been able to do the research to find it yet. Yeah. You know, my first, if I ever get into that red house, it's not going to be to get into the archives. It's going to be to talk to the King Foundation. Yeah. The Stephen Tabitha King Foundation has done more for this state than I even know. Yeah. I want to know all about it. Yeah. But that's not what they're about. Right. So I, I guess, I don't know, I'm going to have to like read through the lines or try <laughs> to figure it out. Yeah. Uh, but that's that's the thing is the thing I want to know, I want to share how much good they've done for us. Yeah. It, it's and I only know, like, I've only scratched the surface. I yeah. mean, there's other stuff at the hospital, Eastern Maine Medical Center, that sure. I've heard of, but I can't verify. You can't confirm, yeah. I can't yeah. verify it, I can't say it. Sure. And I don't have time to verify it. Yeah, <laughs> that's, oh that, that, that's interesting. I was going to ask you if, if you ever got into that that archive, what you look at, and you you just gave me an answer. And I think that's a really great I would thing go for to that. Um, I would go for. I'd like to go to WKIT and the old WZON audio and listen to Stephen King be a DJ. Yeah, I, I'd like to do that. Um, but you know, but I want to know everything. Yeah, because it's technically my job. I know that feeling. Yeah. <laughs> I don't get paid for it. I'm still like, I yeah. don't know. Well, I don't get paid well for it, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, I'm, I, run, I run the business now, and I, I thought my father was um, stingy. <laughs> and you're learning a lot. Well, compared to me. <laughs> yeah. Holy cow. That's funny. I'm basically so, an unpaid intern in my home business. <laughs> but that's okay. So were, were you, you said you were a uh, grade removed from Joe. Were, were you uh, friends with uh, Joe, Naomi, or Owen growing no, up? No, a no. couple of my friends were. Some of my friends were friends with Joe and would go to pool parties at the house and whatnot. But I was never I was never in that group. Sure. Joe, um, at Fifth Street Middle School, Joe was a year ahead of me. Okay. And uh, he was hard to miss because at Fifth Street, he was the tallest kid there. Yeah. Tall. Uh, 
but even in Fis even at Fist Street, it's not called Fist Street anymore. But even then, in middle school, he was writing poetry for the class. Wow, newsletter. Yeah, dark stuff. He was writing dark stuff <laughs> in middle school. So well, the fact that he's the king that is kind of following on does not surprise me at all. Yeah, and if you ever read any of the stuff, that's not surprising. I I I love love Joe Hill. Uh, just this year, I finally picked up uh, Strange Weather, and th those oh, those yeah. are four of the best stories I've ever read. The, the, it, he 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 is his own voice too, which I think is great. People people try to compare him to his father, but yeah, you can't do it. Yeah, right. You you, you can't do it. Um, I loved Heart Shaped Box. Yeah, I did too. I absolutely loved that book. A great start. But I mean, Joe got his start in comics. Yeah. I mean, he did more in comics before anyone kind of knew who he was. Right. And, you know, and, uh, all that led to Lock and Key, obviously, which is critical acclaim. And now, now he owns his own horror car, uh, comic subsidiary that, that's doing that's doing very well. I think it's called that's, Dark that's House. killing it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, uh, I tried to get his attention once when I started. Actually, I've written a couple books myself. But, I, you know, when oh. Steve says to, to be a writer, you've got to write a lot and read a lot. Yeah. I was in the military for so long. And you don't get to do either of those. Yeah. So I never got to develop the way I wanted to as a writer. I, sure. You, you can't do that when you're out in the South China Sea. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, I'm, I'm doing pretty good. I'm having a great time. <laughs> good. Uh, and, you know, maybe I will write a book. It'll be uh, the next SK Tour book. Yeah. Uh, yep. I am Very working on that. rewriting that next February. Um, I want to I change that book. I want to rewrite that book. Yeah. Uh, because my father, when he wrote that book with a guy named George Bean, who's a Stephen King biographer, okay, um, he focused on Steve, yeah, not on Stu Tinker. But Stu Tinker, my father did yeah. something amazing, yeah, with Bet's Bookstore, with SK Tours, with yeah. you know, and and I want to do something about that. I want to talk about my father, yeah, and and like how all this started and the schemers and some of the people yeah. in the schemers, and, yeah. You know, I, I there's so much more that I want to do that my father won't talk about because he won't talk about himself. Sure. Like stealing my college fund. <laughs> so, like, I want that's not nice. <laughs> that's the stuff I want to talk about. Yeah. And you're, yeah, your father's great. Uh, he was the first experience that I had on the Stephen King tour, right? He was the very first one I took was with him. He, he was so nice and. And so knowledgeable and obviously built this foundation that you want to push to the next level, right? And uh, it, it's it's funny because he became an authority on Stephen King, right? He was in a bunch of documentaries and, and things like that. Could, could, you, could you touch more on that? If you go to Castle Rock Season 1 on Hulu, yeah, there's a documentary like The Search for Castle Rock or Finding Castle Rock. I don't know what it's called. Yeah, My father's half of that. And remember on the tour... The low house on the top of Thomas Hill behind the standpipe? Yes. He did the entire interview in their barn. Wow, really? Yeah. Oh, very cool. A lot of old stuff in there. Yeah. Um, the documentary for the making of the first pet cemetery. Yeah. Is half to Tinker. Yeah. I've seen and that one a, actually, and I've, I've seen him. That's a great one. I yeah. love that one. Yeah. And uh, he's been on A and E. He's been on Biography. Yeah, we did five documentaries in 2019 in four different languages. Yeah, you, were, you were saying that? That's crazy. We are every time a. It, it's not so much when books come out. When a movie comes out, though, people lose their minds, and everyone wants to make a documentary. Yeah, 
an issue with that though is the content doesn't change. Yeah. We're just saying the same things different way, but it's, you know, but yeah, that's what we do. Yeah. Um, he's created this amazing thing and he's, he's done all these documentaries and personally I'm on the hook to do all these documentaries because yeah. I'm already in talks with one for later this year, but he was the authority. Yeah. He's the guy that built all this. Sure. And, you know, I'm reading as fast as I can. <laughs> and I'm trying to ask my dad as many questions before he loses, you know, his faculties, right? right as yeah. he gets older, he loses yep. his memory. Yep. You know, one time at the Queen City Cinema Club, it's a okay. place in Bangor where you can rent a little movie theater okay. all by yourself. Oh, very you can cool. watch a movie on a big screen in a little theater, just yeah. you and your friends. And they have uh, they have an arcade. They have uh, they they have lots of games and and uh, great food. Yeah. And one day they had a Stephen King trivia night. Ooh. So I brought myself, my <laughs> father, and Gerald Winters. Oh my! Gerald Winters and yeah. son. And we walked in. And everyone was like, "Oh, there we go. <laughs> Might as well leave." <laughs> we wrecked them. Wow, yeah, that's a there, super team. But, not by much. <laughs> but to get my dad and Gerald Winters together. Yeah. The two top authorities on Stephen King, other than Stephen King and Tabitha King. Sure. Right. To get the two top authorities on Stephen King in the city it at a table. Yeah. At trivia night. For trivia night of all things. Which my is cool. hand cramped. I couldn't write yeah. fast enough because, you know, I was gone for all this time. Right. So, unfortunately, as much as I like doing all these things and I want to do these documentaries, there's always going to be a time when I feel like I don't have it. Sure. Because my dad built it. Yeah. And, and I'm working this fast. Gun. Hopefully I can get him to do some documentaries. <laughs> me uh, save the world from seeing my, my poor mug. Yeah. Well, coming from another super fan, again, I know your dad's big shoes to fill, but I think you're doing great. And I think what you're doing for the business is great. And every time I take your tour, it is it is an absolute pleasure. So from one from Thank one you, super sir. fan to another. So I, I, I was wondering... That. I was wondering if you could tell me, you know, your your family has been friends with the King's family for, for a long time. Do you have a best or a favorite personal Stephen King story that you'd be willing to share? I, I don't really have one. Oh, really? Unfortunately. I remember, here's my first, my first experience with Stephen King. Yeah. I was at the Bangor Mall. Okay. And I had a brand new copy of The Eyes of the Dragon in my hand. Nice. And Stephen King was at a book signing. At the Bangor Mall, oh, wow. the Eyes of the Dragon, and I sat in line. I stood in line. I stood in line. And I stood in line. And I got to Stephen King. And he chats with me. No idea what he said. <laughs> yeah. And while he's talking to me, he's popping aspirin because his hands are so cramped. This yeah. is what they did at the Bangor Mall. They put him at a table in the Bangor Mall and walked away. <laughs> I'm and sure that ended well. An army of people yeah. with a book in their hands. There, there was no, like, hey, stop here. No, we only have 500, nothing. Yeah. It was just a wave of people. And he he literally, he, he was popping aspirin between signatures because his hands were cramping so bad. Yeah. And right after that, he quit signings. Yeah. And I was there at that. Yeah. And then... Uh, and then my father did some signings with Steve, and he made sure 
every person yeah. got to be in a room alone with Stephen King sure. and some security guards. Right. right? <laughs> and Steve could relax and enjoy it. It was limited. A certain number of people, yeah. a certain amount of time, you know, and it was controlled. So Steve could actually relax. But my first experience with Stephen King was being part of that tidal wave that wrecked signings for it. Yeah. That's which is bizarre. Things. Yeah. It's, it's a bizarre to say. Yeah, I'm sure. I was, I was in line in in the event yeah they said him say i'm out i'm done i'm not doing this anymore and i'm like here sign my book yeah but i remember seeing him literally popping aspirin between yeah. the signatures and yeah. there's still there must have been hundreds of people still behind me yeah and i'm i'm a teenager like, i didn't know any better but now as an adult i'm like man poor steve <laughs> yeah and i can verify that to this day he does not do signings like that i i've seen steve uh, three times, uh, I've seen him once on a book tour with Owen for Dr. Sleep, and Owen was releasing Double Feature. Uh, saw them both again for their book tour for uh, Sleeping Beauties, and saw them uh, again. I saw him and Joe uh, a few years ago when the Institute came out and Full Throttle. And what he does now, yeah. yeah, what he does now is he signs a set amount of copies beforehand. You're guaranteed a book when you leave, and they're randomly. Uh, distributed signed copies and and i will have you know you can ask josh if you ever want to talk to him i have the worst like borderline luck in the world like things always just like eh, go that way i've gotten three signed copies from three events i i pool all of my luck for for signed stephen for king that one moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah for signed stephen king editions yeah i uh i because I, I remember being there i remember being just a guy in a line yeah and not realizing that the, the guy was just getting beat beat down. Yeah. Literally, there was no one around. Like, he was alone in right. the Bangor Mall. It's astounding to even think of that scenario. It's, yeah, it, it's yeah. bizarre. And we're talking about the Eyes of the Dragon. Yeah. He wasn't new. Yeah. Right? He wasn't... But we're not talking Carrie here. Yeah, I, Eyes, of, Eyes of the Dragon came came out in the mid-'80s, uh, right? Well, the, trade, the trade book was 1987. Yeah. So he was well into killing it. Yeah, yeah. And... I remember there was no stop gap between a line and him. Yeah. And it and that is bizarre. Yeah. And he it was obvious he wasn't having a good time. Yeah. Obvious. Yeah. Now, um, I remember remember when Steve did the thing with Joe down in Massachusetts? Yeah. They did that that thing together, the two of them. Uh yeah. F- yeah, and I was giving tours for people. And I dropped them off at the bus station so they could go down to that event. And I couldn't because I had tours to give. Yeah, you're talking about the, this was for uh, Full Throttle. And yeah, I was there. <laughs> I, t- yeah. I took, I took I a great house up to Boston. I was giving tours for people who were yeah. then going down to it Yeah. while I was giving tours. Yeah, that's, that's, that's awesome. Feel it my was... pain. <laughs> feel my pain. I know. Yeah, I feel your pain up there just living, giving Stephen King tours all day, every day. Sounds I have the like, best job in the whole world. Yeah, I'm sure you do. But, so this has been awesome. Uh, again, guys, uh, Stephen King tours the main up in Bangor. If you're ever there or even if you're a huge King nerd, please go up, check him out, give him all your money. I've taken the tour four times. gets better every time. Before we say goodbye, though, I was wondering if you'd indulge me a little bit. And let's let's nerd out for a few minutes before right, before we go. Let's do it. All right, all right. Off the top of your head, not thinking about it. Dark Tower novels excluded. Give me a top five. It. Okay. Okay. Thinner. Oh, okay. Insomnia. All right. On writing. Interesting. Skeleton crew. Wow, 
that's you a very get a collection in there yeah that's, that's a good point skeleton crew is a great collection it is a very good collection yeah, night shift is a good collection but it's a very young steve sure skeleton crew is a little mature yeah but there's still there's still a lot of stories yeah you know you get i think you get the most bang for your buck in good mature storage in sure. skeleton crew yeah i agree I, I would agree with that all right i'm gonna give you my top five you can give me feedback okay bring it number one it it's the first the first novel I ever read of his. It's always going to have that place in my heart. So we have that in common. Two, Desperation. Really? Yeah. Three, The Shining. Uh, I, I have uh, I, there's a bit of a history of alcoholism in my family, so that that book always hits home. Uh, four would probably be ooh, it's a tough one. I'm probably going to have to go The Stand. And then five, five's a dark horse. Revival. Really? I, here's why I love Revival, because Revival came out at a point where Steve started to like the happy ending a lot, and uh, a lot of his novels were, were wrapped up very, very nicely, and, and long ago was the day of Pet Cemetery, right, where we have these dark endings, and, and I remember reading Revival and loving this story and getting to the end, and the end of that book is beyond brutal. And it's so dark that... And you can't share it. Yeah, spoil it. I can't spoil it, but it it rejuvenated me. Like, it was just like this... I, ooh, Like, I love... You know, he he, he knows his characters. He, he can tell his story. But when his endings hit like that, and, and there's very few that hit, like, the ending of Revival, it just... Ooh, it, it, it gets me real good. And I was so upset when the movie... Yes. Revival stopped. Bummed. When, when yep. Flanagan said i'm not we're out of yeah. revival business i was sad yeah like i thought that was going to be because he's man. doing it right you know like he he's, he's killing he's killing he it right now nailed dr sleep the so the the end scene in dr sleep where he meets quote-unquote lloyd at the bar mm -hmm. I, the first time i saw that i cried in theaters it yeah. it, it, it just hit me on yeah, so that many that is different such levels. a good such a good story and you know i read the shining recently as yep. an adult the first time i read shining i was like 17. yeah right but reading shining at 17 is a ghost story reading yeah. shining i'm 48 now reading yeah. shining at 48 is an adult story yes and, and not the same it, at it, all. yeah it's it's truly a different experience so so let, let's jump into my next question which is the shining question right how do you like how do you feel about kubrick how do you feel about mick garris how do you feel about the whole shebang all right all right all right well kind of kind of <laughs> you, you want to piss off some people do you <laughs> i remember when i was young yeah i couldn't finish kubrick's the shining wow i could not finish it yeah i got to that lady in the tub and the movie ended yeah that was it and i try again I get another five seconds into yeah. that lady in the tub, and yeah. the movie ended. Yep. I never got behind <laughs> the, the the lady in the tub. And if you haven't read the book, it's a great movie and it's fun. Yeah. But if you've read the book, you get it. Yeah. You know, and that's you know, people who love The Shining, you know, and The Shining is a great piece of work. Yeah. I just was reading an article the other day. That's considered Kubrick's top three. Right. You know? Yeah. In terms of creating a story that did what it was supposed to do, he created what he wanted to create, and he did a great job. Yeah. But then if you watch The Shining and then read the book, 
then you go, oh, yeah. <laughs> what about all yeah. this other stuff, right? Sure. All about all this. What about all this other stuff? And and I get the I get the concern. One, The Shining, the book, is a man's struggle as he spirals. Right. Yeah. And Kubrick's The Shining. It's spiral with no struggle, and it's not that much spiral. Yeah, it's just insanity. Yeah, Whereas the the original Shining, Steve's book, The Shining, is a struggle with yeah. alcoholism, with family problems, with yeah. money, with all the things we all worry about. Yeah, as a man, you know, just spirals down into sure. th this loss of control. So I I I see both arguments. Yeah. I prefer the long miniseries. Yeah, I do. I think Stephen Weber's amazing. Yeah, he, he very underrated job in that. I, I I think he did a great job. Yeah, I liked I liked the casting. Yep. Uh, and and I don't think you're ever going to find a Stephen King story that I don't like made longer. Yeah, film. that's a, that's a good point. You know, I you know, yep. two hours and eight hours. Yeah. Not the same. Yes. Yeah. 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 And you get to have a lot more fun. Yeah. It, it's like like Mick Garris did the stand eight hours. Yeah. Nailed it. Amazing. Yep. But then you got ten hours. Yeah. Of the stand in the new miniseries, an hour of that being brand new content that we've never seen before. Steve wrote the last episode. Yeah, from Steve himself. That was awesome. Yeah. I'll see it fifteen hours next time, and I'll still <laughs> be lined up. Yeah. The, the more hours you can get, you know, an hour of a, a minute of screenplay is a page. Right? Yes. A page yep. of screenplay means a minute of film time. How can you get it all into two hours? Right. How can you get it all into a feature length film? I mean, even it's chapter one and two, which was amazing. Yeah. They didn't get it all. Right. You have to distill it to how do I get as close as I can to the feelings. Yes. You know, I think, I think it, I think we should see more it. I think there should be more. I don't need an it chapter three. I yeah. don't need that. Right. Um, I think we'd all love that. Like a, you know, like a 10, 10 part mini series, right. Of, of I, it, but it. I, I would love a 10 part mini series and someone tried to pitch that. It didn't work out. Yeah. Um, I don't need anything after it. I wouldn't mind seeing the backstory before. Yeah, I yep. wouldn't mind seeing. 19, they have they have discussed know, 1911, that. 1911. Yeah, right. I wouldn't mind seeing that. Yeah, right. Um, but it really comes down to the the things you see in the book that happen in your head will never happen on screen. Yeah, because it's in someone else's head, and sure. they're putting on screen their way, and they see the world different. They have a different worldview. They have different experiences, and that's why Stephen King is different to all of us. Yeah, it's funny. Me, me, and Josh have a saying we made uh, during one of our old podcasts that we're going to put on a T-shirt. Uh, that it, it, I said I was sad because I know I'm never going to see a metaphysical battle with a cosmic spider, and so <laughs> we're, we're going to put that on T-shirts. So you know, because uh, it chapter two, I, I I I I love it, and I and I love it, and I hate it at the same time. Like I, I love the fact that I'm seeing this, that I'm getting a three-hour epic of it, and. I'm I'm hating that I'm never going to get a meta a true metaphysical battle with a cosmic spider. So so you know we give and we take. Um, 
Yeah, so so I'd hate to take any more of your time. I do want to wrap it up here, and uh, there's there's two more questions I want to ask you. One being, uh, what are some more projects coming out that you're excited for for Steve? Uh, it's it's a golden age of adaptations right now, and I want to wrap it up with what's next for SK Tours of Maine. So Steve is in talks with a guy named J.J. Abrams. <laughs> One of those guys. New, to do a new <laughs> horror anthology. Yeah. I heard it. I know nothing else about it. <laughs> right, yeah. We're not talking. We're not talking. I don't know if he, they're talking. They were talking about the Overlook, the series coming, sure, or what. But if they're doing a new anthology that I don't know about, I'm yeah. excited. The other thing I'm excited about is is uh, Shutters Creep Show. Yeah. Greg Nicotero is killing it. He really is. And that is fantastic. And the more of that we can see, the better. Um, I also love the uh, Stephen King Dollar Baby. Yeah. Uh, every time I interact with someone with a Dollar Baby program, I'm impressed. They're all love letters to Stephen King. Yeah. And they're loaded with Stephen King Easter eggs. Uh, now, for SK Tours, I'm just going to keep trying to build the best tour I can. Yeah. The more I read, the more I do. I want to create a tour that you can come back to and see again and it be different than it was this time. I can only probably change a tour every couple of years. But sure. my next step is to put a 24-inch television in the van. Yeah. So I can show you a slideshow while I'm driving. Yeah. So I say, look at this, and you can see the TV, and hopefully within five or ten seconds, you can see the same thing. Right. That is really big on my list, but that's going to take it's going to take weeks to figure out. Yeah, yeah. No pain, no gain, right? Yeah. This is this is the dream, but build up this Stephen King empire right. as high as you and can. And I'll right? just keep working on it. <laughs> that sounds great. Well, Jamie, thank you so so much for being on our podcast. Everybody out there, please go check out Stephen King Tours of Maine. You can find that at sk-tours.com. It has been an absolute pr- pleasure, my friend. I look forward to talking to you in the future and to getting up there and smashing these records. Excellent. Thank you very much. Have a great night. All right. Thank have you. a good one. Thanks for listening to the Nightmare Network podcast. Don't forget to like and subscribe, and don't be afraid to give us suggestions on movies that spooked you out for our next episode. You can visit NightmareNetworkOfficial.com to submit your own nightmare to be adapted into a short film on our YouTube channel. As always, at Nightmare Network, you share your scares.